Hey, it's Brad Parker, Crystal Palace fan, and you are listening to the Drunkard United Football Show. It's a parade. Of old managers. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, it is not a parade right now for uh, for Palace supporters, but... Uh, yeah, nor has... You know what? It was probably a parade for you on Friday night. Yeah, it was yeah, definitely it was a parade. You know, talking to Taylor a little bit in the middle of the night. Nice it drunk. was a parade. That's beautiful. Let's start the show. Born in the land of Bowie, Maryland. Bred to be a fan of fucking Everton. Punch you in the eye and drink your rye. Sam Houston. Sam Houston? Arsenal fans have another Sam. Right, yeah, the fucking gooner gram. Smoke of a lord. Look straight and short. Sam Graham, hey. Sam Graham. Fucking United! Fucking United! Hello and welcome to the DU Football Show, a completely biased recap of the English Premier League is told by two common American schmucks. I am your host, Sam Houston, and across the way from me, everybody's favorite pop punk frontman, Samuel Graham. Sammy, how you doing? I'm doing fine now. <laughs> how are you? <laughs> Remember, you got to have your set, your reset word, which is obviously in, when you're doing the post-punk punk voyage. You right, that's the reset word, right? Yeah. Just like every time I do a British accent, yeah, right, right, R- yeah. right, right, right. 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 You have to have yeah. your reset word that gets you back to your accent. That's why you do the whole Scott Irish Anglo mix blend Cuban Danish thing that Fuck you do. Off, <laughs> Fuck off. How you doing, buddy? I'm doing good. How are you? I'm doing great. Good. 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 Very good. Oh, yeah. Lovely. Got a lot going on. What a wild, wacky weekend of football it was. <laughs> yeah. yes. And I, I was thinking about this because also, of course, right now is March Madness as well. I was thinking about it, how I always say this is like March Madness on steroids. Except for now, March Madness is March Madness on <laughs> yeah. steroids. That was wild, too. That whole Nobody's tournament. bracket is no. any good anymore. That's crazy. <laughs> um, and then I also like I know, we're not going to talk about the FA Cup in this show, obviously. Right. That's going to be, uh, on, that's gonna be on injury time, which patreon.com forward slash the football show. Uh, Five dollars uh, a month gets you access to that show as well as soundcheck, which is our other uh, pre-show actual uh, soundcheck, which is very good. That's uh, my hoe. Anyway, um, but I'd have to bring to the table uh, <laughs> is I've, I'm torn between two schools of thought here with Fulham and what happened. Right. Either. They're so polite they didn't want to stand in Manchester United's way, so they decided to shoot themselves in the foot. Or they're like, Ned Flanders finally snapped and just went fucking postal. <laughs> because it was very unfulfillment what they did. I'm going with the latter. I'm definitely going with the latter. <laughs> We're recording at the DU Public House just outside the nation's capital. You can check us out on all podcast platforms. Please be sure to rate, subscribe, review, and share with a footballing friend. Should you want to chat with us, there is many ways that you can. Mr. Graham, tell the good people how they get in touch. Sure, it is at DU Football Show on all the social medias and DU Football Show at gmail.com to get in touch via email. Mm. Lovely. Also, be sure to check out our Drip Shack. It's uh, on all of our, our link tree is posted on all of our social medias. Yes, it is. You check out our Drip Shack. We got a, a cool little uh, cartoon image that got done for us that uh, Mel commissioned that's really fun. And we love seeing people with pint glasses with alcohol and tagging us on Instagram. Graham fucking loves it. So. 
Sure do. Sam and myself both work in the wine and spirit industry and both have a deep, passionate love for all things distilled spirits. So as the red-blooded Americans we are, we've got to have a drink in our hand throughout this show and every single show. Mr. Graham, the list continues. We are on to number seven. Yes, we are. This is the Blue Note Juke Joint Uncut. This one comes in at 59.1%, comes to you at number seven. The panel rated it a 92. Um, and for those of you keeping track at home, 59.1 would be 118.2 proof. Mm-hmm. Uh, your blurb comes to you from Julia Higgins of the uh, Whiskey Advocate Tasting Panel. And this is what she had to say. While this is bottled in Memphis, Tennessee by BR Distilling, Blue Note Juke Joint is a Kentucky straight bourbon. And it's a big one. That's due in large part to being bottled at barrel proof, coming in at 59.1% ABV. The nose is fruit forward, evoking freeze-dried strawberries, strawberry blow pop, cherry cobbler, pumpkin pie, and black tea with honey. I get a lot more of the black tea with honey than I do any of the fruit notes. On the nose, absolutely. Um, Personally. The palate is hot, but not to its detriment. And it's wonderfully creamy throughout. Chocolate-covered cherries uh, are at the fore, joined by lemon poppy seed muffin, fresh-squeezed lemon, grated ginger, uh, brown sugar cinnamon oatmeal, and a hint of licorice. The finish is long, inviting you to take another sip. I don't disagree necessarily with a lot she said. A lot of citrus. Lot There's of a lot of citrus. Bi- a big citrus to it. Yeah. Um, I always find it funny in these blurbs, though, the specificity with which they name certain things. Lemon poppy seed muffin? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know about that. I don't know if I get poppy seed. You know what? Say lemon scone. Yeah, fine. That's fine. Yeah, we're good. <laughs> lemon muffin. Lemon cake. If I really think about it, I can taste some strawberry. Um, I definitely get I definitely get uh, chocolate covered cherry as far as what is a ripe like a like a juicy fruit in this. It's definitely that. there's definitely some graininess like the oatmeal. Like I can understand that, and then there's definitely a little bit of licorice on the finish. I can understand that. Um, and I probably should have told you that this will run you right around $45 on the shelf, um, but it's not one that is regularly available. Uh, not available in this market. This is one in I had Maryland to buy at all. online. We had to buy online, yeah, so. but we had still had to pay a little bit extra for it. Uh, yeah, it wasn't a, a ton. wasn't a ton. Again, we'll just buy so it online just, in general, too. You'll, you'll figure it out there, stud. You'll figure it out. No, no, no. You'll figure it well, out. Look at it. There you go. There's a page. It shouldn't be in oh, there. How about that? Okay. All right. Folding dude. is fun. All right. You know what? Make another TikTok. Yeah. <laughs> or, or you know, well, I mean, we're talking about father of the year here. Remember, right. I, I, denied, right I, I denied you the opportunity to provide for your daughter <laughs> with a small soccer ball as I beat you in trivia. Remember, uh, always remember about that. that. World yeah. Cup trivia. I beat you. <sighs> I fucking I barely was better than you. That's what you need to remember. It's okay. very important to know. You were alive for more of them than I was, <clears throat> which also means you're closer to death. Yeah. <laughs> remember, anything that's happening to me, it's only a matter of time before it happens to you, fucker. <laughs> so enjoy that. Uh, this whiskey is absolutely fantastic. Once, once I got it on ice, it was a lot better. Um, again, it was that creamy mouthfeel came out, The uh, that kind of stuff that, that she described in her blurb. You start to taste a lot more of that. It opened the whiskey up a lot more. Um, just straight. It was good. Like, it wasn't bad, but it was hot. Yeah. I mean, there was there. I couldn't get past much of the alcohol up front. I had to wait for it to kind of dissipate in my mouth before I was able to to really kind of taste some things. But this is this is excellent. If this was readily available in our market, I would 
justify this. Mm -hmm. um, I would just say for those of you outside of the local area, if you find it, definitely buy it. It's it's worth the price of admission. That is just really, really good bourbon. It yeah. really is. And we've been talking about there's been a couple that we've had so far where we're just like, yeah, this is just old school good bourbon. I'm seeing at least on this list, there was that Hardens that was like I want to say it was like 18 or 19, right? And and then you get to this or like um God, what was I'm forgetting who the other the other bourbon we had in there was. Oh, the, the Nelson uh, Nelson's, yeah, yeah. Which was good. I'm seeing a progression as far as the quote bourbons go on this list. And I'm going, yep, I like it is I like progressively yeah. better. More mouthfeel, more flavorful as as we've gone through yeah. the list. Yeah. And they 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 seem to be a lot of times we'll do this at the end, but we'll sit down and we'll go out of these twenty. I'd probably say number four was my favorite whiskey on the list or whatever. Right. right. What really popped to you? What, what exactly? What was what impressed the shit they, out of you? I think in general, they have ranked these bourbons, especially, as you say, mm -hmm. in perfect order so far. Yeah. I would say I think there was a miss. Now, obviously, there's a uh, spoiler alert. There's going to be a, another two more Irish whiskeys to go. Mm -hmm. Uh, but I would say I enjoy the Limavati. It's a great whiskey. I really preferred the Bushmills 12. Yeah. I think both of those were better than the Teelings. And the Teelings, and again, we're, 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 we're talking about how much salt somebody added to a dish here, right? Like, like we're really dissecting the minutia of fucking yeah, with both of, of With both of us in, in our <laughs> lifestyles, more the better. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Just like whiskey. Yeah. What else should we always do, Mr. Graham? Always remember to add salt. Yeah. <laughs> uh, drink responsibly, please. <laughs> well, that's, uh, I'm going to cheers Mel since your glass doesn't like to work at all. I'll do it on my own. Fuck you. There you go. I, come on, I'm still gonna cheers you, jackass. I, I I love you, brother. Come on, we gotta gotta do it right, right? Yes, sir. Ah, uh, we started the week on Wednesday with the El Gatwico. We finished uh, with Palace losing a second match in a week, and with a different manager on the sidelines. Brighton one, Crystal Palace nil. Arsenal four, Crystal Palace one. Palace finally get a shot on goal. In fact, they got a couple, two, three, and they had a couple of chances early in the gut we go. I mean, yes, they, 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 did. they looked, uh, in my opinion, they look lively enough. I mean, I, I don't think where they are right now is necessarily a product of anything they're doing wrong. They what? just had a bad run in, man. So I think they did have a bad run in, but I think part of it has to do with their age. You know, they, they lowered the overall age of the squad very quickly mm -hmm. when Patrick Vieira took over in the first place. Um, and I don't know that there was necessarily an experienced head to go along with that mm -hmm. um, to, to help some of these kids along. But a lot of the missing chances was down to their own indecision. Right. So think of the Olise chances, the one that really sticks out in my mind where he was played through the middle. Ball was bouncing. He should have lobbed the goalkeeper two times before the ball bounced just into the goalkeeper's hands. Right. Like he just couldn't make the decision he couldn't take the responsibility to do it now that will come with age we've seen olise's quality right on free kicks we've mm -hmm. seen his quality in, in his finishing um you know earlier in patrick vieira's tenure but the consistency that's something what like bakuyo saka is so celebrated right plays the same position right he makes those decisions he finds it quickly i'm gonna do this whether it comes off or not i'm gonna do it Elise just kind of eh, should I should I should I shoot, should I, should I shoot should I, oh he's got it 
Yeah. And it's like that will just come with experience when he gets there. But it, right now it's very frustrating and they've been on a terrible run. And yes, they're in 12th. And but and, they're oh, only three points out of the drop. Oh, also, well, no, hey, well, now uh, I think they're four because, by the way, remember last week the division between twelfth and twentieth uh, was five points. Yes. Newsflash: that is now four points. Yes. Between twelfth and twentieth, and because of that, we find ourselves at the end of this match. Palace decide to sack a. Uh, Patrick Vieira, strange one, seemingly out of nowhere. I mean, strange just- one in my opinion. And that <laughs> so from the relegation zone, they're only three points clear. Yeah. Oh, okay. My apologies. It's uh, Wolves but that are from, four from the bottom of the table. Yeah. From twentieth yeah. place, Southampton, they're only four points clear. Right. Yeah. Oh. Uh, but West Ham and uh, Bournemouth have twenty four points, while Palace has twenty seven. Um, and Palace only has a better goal differential than Bournemouth. All right. Okay. So anyway, so real the, quick, real quick. But you're absolutely right. You're absolutely right about Vieira. It's it's a it's a weird time, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. They're coming off a horrible run of teams. You're absolutely right about that as well. We spoke off air about that. It it's it's a strange one, man. I don't I don't really know what Steve Parrish is doing. All right. Look, I'm going to go ahead because this is a Crystal Palace segment, and that's what we're going to talk about, right? So, uh, Sam, you're on the clock. 45 seconds, go ahead, pull it out, start stroking it, start ranting and raving about your boys. I like to be quiet when I stroke it. Okay. (laughs) It doesn't help for a podcast. Things we didn't need to know (laughs) by Sam Graham. Um, So, uh, Arsenal were excellent. They were were on it um, really after the first five minutes. Palace had their their bit of a jaunt, and, uh, and Arsenal took control of the game, kept control of the game until about maybe 12 minutes worth of time in the second half. But for the other, you know, 73 minutes, Arsenal were dominant. Um, they kept the ball. They did everything they needed to do. Perfect response from Martinelli uh, after missing the penalty against Sporting uh, in the Europa League, which could curtail his confidence, could be detrimental to the season. He comes out, bang, goal, opens oh, yeah. the scoring. Oh, by the way, don't look now. He's, I think, fourth in the league in scoring. Mm-hmm. And second on Arsenal. I think Saka has 12. He has 11 mm-hmm. uh, in the league. So we're sharing the goals around. Everybody's getting involved. Gabby Jesus is back. He got his first couple minutes against Sporting. Now he's back out there again uh, with a cameo here. <coughs> Excuse me. Everything's looking up. Everything's looking good. Team looks solid. Tamiyasu uh, got injured, which is not great. Mm-hmm. Um, not what we wanted to see uh, necessarily because that leaves Ben White by his lonesome. Right. Um, so some of that kind of stuff, I, th- I think... And Ben White's also your center back backup in case Potentially, someone. But we have that, that Polish guy we bought too, right, true, uh, Jacob Kivar. Uh, but you know, it was it was fine. It was a great it was a great result. I, I I'm not sure what Patty McCarthy's supposed to do in that situation, having only experienced the Premier League for 26 total minutes prior to this. Um, he did. He, the Palace, All right, that's it. Time's no, up. 45 I'm not, seconds. I'm talking about Palace. Palace were organized. All they right. were decent. You know what? I'd rather talk about have somebody else talk about Palace because like I always love to say you can just call your happy ass in. It is Mr. Fucking Parade himself all the way from fucking Narnia. We welcome Brad to the show. Brad, how you doing, buddy? Uh, I'm having a lemon poppy seed uh, <laughs> muffin right now. <laughs> I'm not having whiskey. I, I don't know. I can't believe my fucking luck. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Always coming in Your with the boy. references. The man the man pays attention. That's why we always have him on the show. He's fucking brilliant. Uh, I, I, 
allow me just to get this started and I'm going to turn it over yeah, to yeah. you and we'll shoot questions at you here. Absolute mistake to let Vera go. He the, he hadn't lost the team. The players were still playing for him. They had a really shit run of schedule and they yep. seemed to be fine. The floor is yours, sir. Slash injuries. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and you're exactly right. They were, we were playing everyone above us, and the rest of the way, we play all the teams around us and below us, and I have no idea why this happened. But now, after it happens, you hear stories about they almost sacked them last February, a year ago, when they were playing great and were on their way to the to Wembley. And they were ready to get rid of them. So I don't I don't know if you're going to do this right now because you're afraid of relegation. Have a plan. Yeah. They didn't have a plan, clearly, because we're now going backwards seven years. And the whole thing about Palace over the last couple of years is we were optimistic because you bring in somebody like Vieira. The players love him. Players come to Palace because he's there. And then... You're going to go back to Roy Hodgson? The, the, what was happening with Palace is they're not scoring goals. He changed the way they played from last year because Gallagher's gone. So they didn't buy Gallagher. And then they didn't buy a Gallagher type. They thought they had him in Eze, but then Eze got hurt. Because yeah. Eze was right, in that right. role most of the season uh, until yeah. he sustained his injury and, and put him out for a couple of months. But you know, part of what I've heard, I mean, because Patrick Vieira news gets shoved down our throats also, um, is yep. that he was not the same as a manager as he was on the field as the defensive midfielder for Arsenal Football Club. He was not as hard. Yeah, yeah. You know, he was more like a field mouse. And for the owl to be called in and swoop in after him makes perfect sense, to be honest. Well, it, it's 100 <laughs> percent true. And yeah, I get it. That's very thank you. But, um, <laughs> it was, you can see I, was, he's no, on the good. phone, and I can see the gears turning <laughs> as that joke came in. <laughs> but the, the, you know, um, so so Sean Derry was on the staff. Has been there forever. Everybody loves him. He's a, you know. It, earlier this year, Vieira forced him out, um, and and the story is that. After one of their crap games, he came in and was given, you know, he was going at the players. And then Vieira came in, saw it, and said, he's overstepping his bounds. I want him out of here. But the interesting part is that he left, but Palace didn't fire him. He's on, you know, one of my favorite British terms, gardening leave. They're still paying him to sit at home. So I kind of thought what was about to happen was Sean Derry or Patty MacArthur was going to take McCarthy was going to take over the team, and then they bring in and, and I said this to my buddies last week they'll bring in Roy as um, you know to sit in the office and talk to these guys and help them out like but a they're not going to bring him back exactly yeah but no they brought him back it, it's shocking and then you know we talk about the the lack of he they didn't back Fiera now. I'm not saying everything that Vieira did was perfect. I think he truly changed the way he managed and the style the team was playing, even though it was the same formation. Because even the first time we played uh, Arsenal in the first game of the season, we were going for it. 
And then we did the same thing a few nights later against Liverpool. But suddenly, I think he might have gotten a little scared and pulled back and started playing defensive, uh, you know, parking the bus, and we stopped scoring. But well, even in those 11 games that we, where we didn't have a win before Sunday's fiasco, it was five, you know, it was five losses, six draws. Yeah, draws, and like you look at one of the losses, but the man, the Man City one was just—it was a fluke, one yeah. fucking mistake away from being a draw. But uh, the yep. the other piece of that too, uh, too, is during that run, Zaha was injured for a bit. Eze exactly. was injured for a bit, right? Yep. Now I have my own and, problems. And now Anderson. Correct. I have my own problems as a player watching, especially on Sunday, because I don't watch Palace as closely as as you sure. do, obviously. But um, but on Sunday specifically against Arsenal and the the punditry actually picked up on it and I'm I'm surprised because uh the yeah. two Robbies don't normally call out individual players yep. for their poor performance as they did with Wilf on Sunday. But the lack of you've got a young back line for the most part, especially yep. on Palace's left side of the field, mm-hmm. and Wilf just gave up twice. And yeah, two Arsenal right. goals were scored off the back of it. And they were yeah. both his assignments that did the dirty work. They called, they were comparing him and Saka directly. And they were like, yeah. Wilf probably has more creativity and is probably a better overall player. But, but Saka does the back work. at least three times. Like yeah. Saka He's doesn't got the have mentality. an ego, just does the job. Yeah. But when, when Zaha and, 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 and after and Wilf it, was doing that earlier in the season. Right. But like you look at his body language when Saka rolled that yep. one into the far post, and he was supposed to be marking Saka, and he yep. just he just throws his hands up like it's somebody else's fault. It's like what yeah. does that do to the rest of the team? And he's one of the more senior players there. What I th- personally, just as a player, what I think Palace are lacking is exactly what, which is ironic what Vieira brought to Arsenal, mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. on the field when when things were going poorly, Vieira didn't listen to Wenger. Vieira got the players together in the center of the field before exactly. kickoff and went, fuck you. The next five minutes are fucking mine. This is what we do. Yeah. Yeah. And, the, and they're lacking that. Thing. They're lacking that general on the field. They're lacking that leadership from the playing standpoint. Is there's the nobody to pull them up by the boost. The closest thing we have is, is James MacArthur and he's been hurt all year. Yep. Yeah. Absolutely. For the last two years. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Exactly. And Milivojevic exactly. used to be that guy as well. And Milivojevic just hasn't old. been playing. He's, he's old, old like, now. He, he doesn't care. He, like his his job is to fill in because one of the young guys is hurt. You, you know, know, the answer is 75-year-old Roy the boy. Yeah, apparently. He's hey, the man. Here, here's <laughs> what, well, one it, other thing, though. Yeah. If mm-hmm. you have, I, I mentioned how they didn't back Vieira. Um, we have Steve Parrish, obviously. And then two different sets of Americans investing in this club, right? One of them is Josh Harris, who just, it just came out. He's spending $6 billion to Mm -hmm. buy the Washington Commanders, but you couldn't get us a striker. Yeah. What the hell? Like you're buying an NFL team, which, which regularly loses a shit ton of money where, where an English premier league team actually makes you a little money. If you're smart about it. It, it, They were also finalists for Chelsea earlier this year. Yeah. Or last year. Uh, here's here's a, a question. I think now. I mean, this is interesting as we have um, you know uh, four white people talk about this. But 
with Fiera, this needs to be mentioned if you I, look at it. Yeah. I would quickly say to that point, mm -hmm. it's important that we talk about it. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. What makes no sense to me is with Fiera, you have a young black manager and you have a multitude, literally an entire starting lineup if you wanted to do it. Minus of, Yalcom Anderson. Of, of young <laughs> Yep. black players and you can't think for a second like maybe his approach was different because he's yeah. working with kids that are like him and maybe it's oh. maybe the maybe the process isn't you know take him on the back and scream at him and skull fuck him because they missed an assignment right maybe it's hey yeah. you deal with enough shit in life you have enough fucking idiot english people tweeting you racist bullshit on a regular basis yep. it just and now you go with the old fucking and, white guy again well, like, well ah. and, and, and now, hold, Brad, hold, i'm sorry one second the the other piece to that specifically with patrick vieira being senegalese born french yeah. international and we've spoken many times about how french how the french have dealt with their colonized people coming through their ranks in their system yeah. and being citizens of their country. You look at somebody like Wilf Zaha, who represents the country of his father, the, the Ivory Coast yeah. versus England. Right. Yeah. Where he was born and yeah. that identity crisis. Patrick, and I, I'm sure there's a few other people, uh, Mark Guehi in, in the back. Um, that have these these sort of identity identity crises within themselves as well. Who better to deal with that than Vieira and and that yeah. shared that exact experience? So not only young black manager, young black players, you also have their their exact situation in their identity crisis as well. I'm sorry mm -hmm. to cut you off, dude. Yeah. I just want to make sure we no, made that point no, as well. No, that's fine. No, that's a great point. And Daha was born in Ivory Coast, by the way. He moved here when he was a couple of years old. Here. Uh, for all intents and purposes, yeah, I got you. Yeah, yeah, we're in London. Two, three he years grew old. up right. in London. He grew up in the shadow of Selhurst Park. Correct. But, yeah. um, and, and that's another part of this is that they're the club of South London. Like that's the most diverse area. Correct. Oh, absolutely. Hundreds of miles, and that's where so much talent comes from. Yep. Big so time. much black talent, young black players are all from there. They call it the Concrete Catalonia. <laughs> that's a fantastic right, yeah. thing. And, and now there's no black managers yeah i it's, i'm i'm just i'm baffled by the move because i don't here's did you lose the locker room no those players no. were still playing for him you mm -hmm. look at that city match his boys are still playing for him yep. like you look at the brighton match the boys were playing for him mm -hmm. like typically you get rid of a manager because there's a divide and the yeah. message isn't getting to the players anymore. And you're basing it all off of results when the results are based off of you're playing all the best fucking teams in the league, but you managed a bunch of draws against them. Why is that bad? Like, yeah, it sure. It sure seems like they were looking for an excuse because all I was been thinking is he's just he'll he's getting points. He's scraping out points. And yeah, other the teams were catching up to us, but we stayed in twelve week after week after week, even when we were losing. And now you get to play all those teams at the bottom, and you get rid of them. It just doesn't sit right. And and Roy's going to rattle off a bunch of one nothing wins, and it's mm -hmm. going to be like, oh, that was the right answer. It'd have been like, 
it would have been the right fucking answer if you just let Vieira keep coaching. This is going to be the easiest escape of relegation battle ever. It just it, it better be. But you, you took a team that can't score goals and brought in Roy Hodgson. Yeah, what what are you offering there? Like he's not gonna right. he's not an offensive genius. He's not gonna no. he, he's also not going to get young players to listen to him about offensive strategy. What will likely right. happen is all of those young players will try to do it all themselves. You'll see Wilf and, going and back to doing it himself. Well, I love Arsenal did their part, and Patrick Vieira obviously wore the number four for the Arsenal for many, many years. And mm-hmm. we did our part yeah, in yeah. paying tribute to the great man by scoring four against you. That was nice. Thank so, you. Yeah, no problem. I, I just want to send him off in style, you know? You know, it wasn't that long ago <laughs> that our concern at Palace was that Arteta was going to get fired and you guys were going to come out. <laughs> yeah. I... And now you're champions elect and we have an 88 year old manager. <laughs> An 88 year old owl. And, behind oh, the and, and by the way, you know, we always, every summer in the preview show, um, we're like, well, Wolf actually stayed. Wolf actually stayed. This year, his contract's up. Yeah. Well, you know what? I think he'll stay again. And you know why? For the same reasons I mentioned. Because nobody wants him. Well, because of his attitude. Yeah. I mean, look at the look at his body language. Yeah. You know, yeah. he he's hit him the way that they speak to referees. Right. Wolf yeah. Zaha and the player I'm about to mention are very, very fucking similar. Mm-hmm. The production value for the second player is higher. And that's Bruno Fernandes. Yeah. They clap God, in yeah. referees faces. They shake their fingers. They do everything. Oh, I didn't do it. The, blah, 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 the all this kind the of difference stuff is Wolf's the most fouled player in the league for the last decade. And Bruno Fernandez just does it because he's a jerk. Called fouls, not actual fouls. Yeah. Go watch tapes of Freddie Umberg who actually got hit. Please. Oh my God, he gets Wilf gets killed every game because that's the only thing you have to do to stop us until last year. Yeah, true. Very now, true. Actually, all we have to do is get fingertips to something and then scorpion the ball behind for a corner. All right, so oh uh, we had to post. <laughs> All right, so Brad, we're gonna we're gonna send you off and uh, finish the segment here. First and foremost, thank you for making the time. Uh, you know, I, I mean, when I reached out to you just a couple of days ago, I was like, "Dude, I need you on the fucking show," and you immediately were like, "Hell yeah, I'm here." So, so thank you very much. The where do you think? Because there was something we talked about last week, and and I know we all just kind of said, "Oh, it's going to be the easiest, great escape ever." Are you at all concerned? that because this team's been losing so much, when they start to play the bad teams who have been battling each other, getting wins, getting, do you have a, do you have, are you fearful at all that that might, and it's going to be a two-parter, by the way, are you fearful, fearful at all that this is, that the team forgot how to win? And two, what do you think is going to be the ultimate conclusion for your team at the end of this season? Um, yeah. I have not been concerned all season until now. Um, this last week, you saw us. We came out against that team from the South, and we looked really good, and we were getting chance after chance after chance. They went down and scored. We dropped our shoulders. That game was over. Right. Same thing. Zaha hit the post against Arsenal early. Couple minutes later, 
Arsenal scores, it's over. That's what I'm, and then you fired your coach. It's an opportunity to bring in a breath of fresh air, bring in optimism, even if it's not a name. Like, there are plenty of names they could have gone after. They didn't even try. They could have stayed within the club and given someone like McCarthy or Sean Derry a fresh chance at something. No. Those are, you're bringing back Roy because of his experience and the players know him. There's other people the players know. So, yeah. Right, we, but, we but for that, bring back Alan Pardew. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, at least it'd be, uh, you know, we'd score. At least we um, get a weed dance on the sidelines. Fuck's sake. <laughs> who, who, was, who was the guy who lasted week. five weeks for you guys? I'm forgetting. The, the... Uh, Frank DeBoer. Yeah, Frank oh, DeBoer. Get, get it in. Get it in. He, so, he, he won eight games at Atlanta United or whatever it was before he was fired. Fuck's sake. And uh, then, like, nothing with the Netherlands. That guy's a disaster. <laughs> uh, all right. So, you know, I, I do actually have one final question. Uh, Narnia. How's Narnia? Man, it's amazing. Oh, by the way, I didn't say we'll end up 12 because we don't move. No, you know I, what's I, funny? I, you know what's funny? Is I, was thinking, I was like, how would I answer that question when Sam asked it to you? And I was like, hmm, 12. <laughs> every year we end up 12th or 14th, right? Yeah. So as long, as long as we're 17th or higher, go hire somebody this summer. Narnia is amazing. Um, Although I will say having a a pond behind our house with an alligator in it, when I heard Roy was coming back, I almost just walked back out there and said, (laughs) go at it. I'm yours. Take me. (laughs) Well, here's the thing, right? Roy will save them, quote unquote, save them. Yeah. But they didn't need saving, in my opinion. I agree. A trained circus seal could save this club with the schedule they have left. Yeah. We have one of those out back, too. <laughs> nice. Yeah, it's pretty cool. You ever pretty just cool. pour a whiskey and punt a, a beach ball out there? 100%. Oh, you know what? You know what's cool? We're down here in uh, Narnia is Wilmington, North Carolina, for uh, the few of you listening that don't know. My, my, our younger daughter uh, is in 10th grade. Her name is Laney, and she's now going to Laney High School, uh, where Michael Jordan went. Oh no! Shit! Nice. Yeah. By the, did you yeah. name her Laney because you're such a huge Eminem fan? No, it's. <laughs> I'm joking. You know. I'm joking. God. Oh my God! Blessed. Please just let me have that. <laughs> okay. At least it made sense. Uh, how uh, many things do I say on here that don't make sense? Uh, Brad, anything <laughs> you want to? Uh, anything you want to plug? I know you're still running uh, the DC yeah. Twitter and all that good stuff. So please yeah. plug away. Yeah, that's remote work doing the uh, DC Palace Twitter from Wilmington. Yeah. But um, <laughs> I did, a lot of things did, from DC uh, happen remotely, so it's okay. Don't worry about it. There's we've learned that um, over the last few years. Drain that swamp. <laughs> yeah. And that's why I got out. We um, now that I'm down here living by the beach, I had to do what everybody does and, and start my own company because I can't go to somebody's office anymore. Um, and, and I think you'll like the name Upper 90 Studio and uh, graphic design. We're doing soccer uniforms and jerseys. If any other supporters groups out there, if you want a jersey for your supporters group or t shirts, Brad at Upper 90 Studio.com. 
You do fantastic work. Uh, uh, we've gotten multiple things from you. I see all the stuff Thank on Twitter you, you do with the jersey entries for uh, for different mm. clubs that have been fantastic. So definitely check out Brad's work. He he fucking knows what he's doing, and and the shit's gonna look amazing. Thanks, Real quick, Thank I saw. You. I saw a story over the weekend, and I didn't know any of this part of it. Uh-huh. I saw a story over the weekend of some guy that they said, LOL, uh, shout out to the time when I can't remember the city, but it was some city in America. Um, he said this public library ran a contest to design their their new public library cards, but he, they didn't tell them it was for kids. <laughs> they didn't say that in the contest wording. So he like was entered in against a bunch of 12 year olds and he was like, and I absolutely dominated. And they made me show up to City Hall to accept the award against the kids that he beat. And now that I know that Brad owns his own design company, that's all I can think of in my head. Oh, I can totally see Brad turn around going, suck it. Yeah. Number one, baby. Brilliant. You suck at drawing. That's um, so funny. That that have, you have to see a movie called Bad Words with uh, Jason Bateman. Um, it's the same kind of story. He's he's a guy. He's Jason Bateman, his age, and he found a loophole in the rules for the local spelling bee. <laughs> Brilliant! It's awesome. That's okay, funny as hell. All right, Brad. Thank you very much, and um, I'm rooting for you're you ex- uh, unless it's you and me. If it's you or me, then fuck you. You're you're going down. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. Um, but outside of that, I'm rooting yeah, for stay, you, brother. Hey, stay off the pitch this time. Yeah, we're gonna try to. I was say, a, a, apparently, a lot of your supporters feel that way. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> given last yeah, season, I, as I've talked about, um, my club being a banter club and my team, my club being someone that people are actively rooting to go down. I I get it. I fucking get it because we kind of deserve it right now. Oh man, that's brutal, dude. Always you a pleasure to talk it. to you. Thank you, Brad. Thanks, guys. And that's why I love you, Brad. Thank you so much for joining and us. We man. love you. Yeah, I love you guys. I'm in. And producer Mel. Bye. Southampton had two matches this week. Uh, The second had a thrilling finish and an even more thrilling post-match. Brentford 2, Southampton 0, Tottenham 3, Southampton 3. And again, kind of like we just did in the first segment, really the games are the afterthought. The Bs rebound from their loss which was nice to see they got they got the two points and just not a very good output from the saints i was going to say graham for me i look at this game in the midweek and then i look at what we're going to talk about with everton coming on there is a reason why southampton is going to go down and there is a reason why everton is going to stay up and the reason being is southampton went to brentford with needing points Mm -hmm. and they didn't get anything Mm mm-hmm Everton went to the bridge, went down twice, and figured out a way to get a fucking yeah, Sean Dice loves the bridge. <laughs> True. <laughs> fair. fair. Very fair. But, I mean, I Maybe think when we, hired him. when we look at those clubs and we look at what ultimately happens and how it all shakes out, I think it's matches like that that are going to be why one team survives and one team doesn't. It's yes. that simple. That's absolutely fair. Now, 
beyond that, because I mean, that's really all there is to say about that. They, Ivan Tony scored early. It helped me hit my bet. Woohoo. I finally hit a fucking bet. Good for you. And then they I score. Still have it. I mean, it was, it was literally the, the normal two nothing, right? You score early. And then when they press late, you score in extra time and you win two now. There was that time when uh, Jan Benderek got mad at Ivan Tony for some, for no reason. <laughs> that was funny. That I had was. a right go at him as well. <laughs> Yeah, that's what you do. You and know, the just, anna- did you you watch the highlights from this game? Or? Yes, I did. Of course. Did you hear the announcer the whole time was just to know, what is he doing there? There was no need <laughs> to even do that. <laughs> so pissed. And then when Benderek got pissed off, he's like, Tony hasn't done anything. He's jumped over him. There's no reason for this. Mm-hmm. Why is he getting all upset about it? Just move on. This is why you're going to go down. <laughs> <laughs> he was, I was all about say, it. The reason why he got that upset is because they're currently in 20th place. And it was they were like, fucking annoyed. It was like. They put like the dad of Southampton mm-hmm. <laughs> on COCOMs for this game. He was so annoyed the whole time, just mad at at the whole situation. It was hysterical. Moving on to uh, Tottenham and Southampton, uh, four injuries in the first half, including Richarlison in the first three minutes. Uh, I forget who it was for Southampton that had the head injury, but he was literally being walked off, and the trainer had his arm around him. And he was going the opposite direction as the, of the trainer. Like mm-hmm. he was holding him as he was just trying to walk. Like the trainer is walking to the left and the player was walking to the right. And it was only the trainer's arm that was keeping him yeah. wrangled in. It was. It was not pretty. No. Uh, but Richarlison. I never want to see a player injured. You know that. That's not. Of course not. I don't like yeah. that at all. However, Richarlison started crying. And any chance I can see that, I'll fucking take it. <laughs> I heard. <laughs> I don't really care what it is, although I do feel a little bad for him. But seeing him cry outweighs how bad I feel. Yeah. So, but <laughs> but Tottenham figures it out, right? They go up three to one, and then they blow it. They yeah, fucking blow it. They do, and that sparked. One hold on, of, hold on well, one second here. There is something I, I, else but, I have to mention. Also, go ahead. You well, first. I, I was going to say we do need you to show mention, me yours, and I'll show you mine. Well, a couple of things. <laughs> Um, Theo Walcott doing what Theo Walcott does. Yep, scoring against Tottenham. Exactly. And the second thing, that penalty. So so now I have two things to say, but it replaces the one that you said. So Theo Walcott, yes. Yeah. Bang. Arsenal connection, obviously. Ainsley Maitland-Niles was the one that won the soft-ass penalty. Yeah. That was another Arsenal connection. Soft. Tottenham, suck it. Oh, my God. That penalty was so soft. Two Arsenal players. Doesn't matter. Not a point. <laughs> Two Arsenal players, thorn in your spine. <laughs> Don't care. All right. So, end up tying 3-3. Three, three. That's, that's really all the, that matters, the, right? The, the second bit. Uh-huh. So, I found this out, which actually was quite endearing. James Ward-Prowse and Fraser Forrester apparently were next-door neighbors when Fraser Forrester played for Southampton. Mm-hmm. And he said they were very good friends. They would frequently barbecue together. Their families would hang out and blah, 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 mm-hmm. blah, 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 blah. Oh, I know where you're he going. He said, when I stepped up to take the penalty, I couldn't even look at him because all I was going to do was laugh. <laughs> and and then he just buried it in that fashion. I, apparently, he <laughs> needs to uh, face his friends when it comes to penalty kicks because he misses all the other ones except for the one against his friend. It's and too he close. didn't look. It's too close. And he didn't look. He needs to be 30 yards from goal. That's how it works for him. 
We need to talk about Conte. Yep. We have to talk Conte about Conte. We got to talk about Conte. That's all that matters. Like, I mean, seriously. Right. Yes, this segment was supposed to be about Southampton. No, it's about Conte. It's about Conte. It has it's to only be. about Conte. He stole the show. So the reporter <laughs> asked. So I have the full transcript here. Uh, it takes about three and a half pages of uh, photos. Allow me to say the following. Mm-hmm. It is something that um, Spurs fans probably loved hearing him say, but at the same time went, why are you saying that? Yeah. Don't. <laughs> Just Spurs fans right now are going, we don't talk about Conte. Yeah. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> Potential uh, show title. <laughs> we don't talk about Conte. No, no. 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 That or I was going to walk into the pond. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Which it could be both, to be honest, because Moana was water-based. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, so uh, the reporter asked him a tough penalty decision to take, but at three one up with fifteen minutes to go, should your team be drawing that match? <laughs> Asking the hard hitting questions because obviously the answer is no. Conte responded, "Quote: If we're going to discuss about the penalty, it means we don't want to see the other situations." <laughs> yeah, for the pe- for the penalty for me, it was not a penalty. I stopped. We closed that situation. The worst situation is what's happening on the pitch. What has been happening in the last few months? What's happening in this? My second season. I think that it's the right moment to speak because I think <laughs> that after this performance for me, this is unacceptable. We are winning 3-1 in control of the game. And, and you are you to able to concede please two goals. Me. Please fire me yeah. now. And you please are able to concede two goals fire. and to risk fire me. because Give also Frazier made a fantastic save in one situation. I love how foreigners always say situation. Uh, I think it is much better to go into the problem because the problem is that for another time, we showed that we are not a team. We are 11 players that go into the pitch. I see selfish players. I see players that don't want to help each other and don't put their heart into it. First, first off, today, I prefer to hide the situation and to and try to speak, to try to improve the spirit, the situation with the words, with a lot of situations, because about tactical or technical aspect, this is one situation. How many times can you fit the word situation in? Mouth breather cares more about the scoring title in the Premier League than actually winning anything. The most important thing, if you want to become a strong team, if you want to become competitive, if you want to fight to win, is the desire, the fire you need to have in your eyes, in your heart. And you have to show this in every Hugo moment. Hugo already moment. won a World Cup. He doesn't give a shit about winning anything. If it's I have to them. compare last season and this season, I said to improve. Now we are worse in this aspect. When you are not. Having troubles there? When you are not a team, everything can happen in any moment. Today is the last situation. All right. Don't so. forget that the FA in the FA Cup we lost to Sheffield United, who played with young players. We were able to able with a strong team to be dropped in FA Cup, and then a lot of situations. I repeat that we are not going to improve. Another and I am not speaking not about win. tactical aspect or technical aspect. And so obviously, blah 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 blah. This goes along. Hold on, Mr. Graham. I'll let you continue on that. I just want to say real quick. Um, we have a new listener, a fantastic guy by the name of Dwight that we met at the uh, Dark Horse, who is a uh, very new Spurs supporter. But 
Get out now while you still can. <laughs> but learning, learning his, uh, <laughs> b- you know, knows a lot about his club, learning the history of the club and everything. And that's an it easy was, learn. You haven't <laughs> lived at a trophy in fucking 20 years, mate. <laughs> well, the funny, the funny thing was, is, is I, I told him, I said, typically when we do this show, um, I play devil's advocate because you shit all over Spurs and then you play devil's advocate with Liverpool mm-hmm. because I shit all over Liverpool. And honestly, I I didn't know that Dwight heading into this fucking presser, which is just a fucking shit show. So we're skipping a, a couple of questions. We're oh, going we gotta, to the final we, question. We got to get to the big part. This is it. <laughs> Why is it happening? He was asked by the reporter. Conte, quote, why? I don't know, because they're used to it here. They're used to it here. They don't play for something important, yeah? They don't want to play under pressure. They don't want to play under stress. It is easy in this way. Tottenham's story is this. 20 years, there's the owner. And Daniel they never won Levy, something. I but want why? you to fire me right The fault now. is only for Please, the club. Daniel Levy, fire or for me every manager that stay here. I've seen the managers that Tottenham had on the bench. You risk to disrupt the figure of the manager and to protect the other situation in every moment. And now, until now, I tried to hide the situation. But now, no. Because I repeat, I don't want to see what I've seen today because this is unacceptable. Also, for the respect for the... In every moment, also for the respect for the fans, they follow us, pay for tickets and to see the team another time to have this type of performance for me. I repeat, this is unacceptable. We have to think a lot. We have to think about this. Uh, we saw the fire last week. What has changed? And he said, I I said that I want to see fire. Not that I have seen fire. <laughs> it is different. <laughs> All right. it, it, so he basically berated Daniel Levy. Here, hold, hold on. Which for, is first awesome. Of, for, first and foremost, allow me to say the them. following. He's not fucking wrong. Exactly. Now he's absolutely right. <laughs> but this what is I'm not worried what about, you do. What I'm worried about is they, Tottenham now is somebody really angry calling him out, whistleblowing. I, could have just summed it up very easily. Didn't bring to the game not just the basics of football, I believe the basics of life. Oh, shocker. A Tottenham manager at the time said that like, yeah, but those players have been called out before the ownership has been called out before. And we've talked about this with other clubs, like Mm -hmm. with with United. And we talked about it with with Everton. At some point, you got to turn the fucking mirror at yourself. You got to realize you're the fucking problem. If If you've had a lot of falling out with friends of yours, you should probably take a look in the mirror. Right. Most people don't have that. Right. The other the other piece of that situation I would say is um and Mel, why you said it could be summed up briefly in one one sentence. Um, there is a common theme. I there was a large text group uh that I'm in for my secondary fantasy team. Mm-hmm. Uh, most of which are Arsenal supporters. <laughs> there are a few that aren't. And um those of us watching the game were terrified of what Rob Holding would do. Because Rob Holding doesn't play a ton of football. Mm-hmm. He's not super sharp. But what he has had is the same thing Antonio Conte's had. And in the same weekend, Rob Holding almost gave up an easy-ass goal and just had a jaunt upfield for no reason. Antonio Conte decides to call out the board 
and everybody else and his own players without even speaking to them first. Mm. Apparently, he didn't even go into the dressing room after the game. Oh, he stood shit. and waited for the fucking interview. Yeah. They've both had hair transplants. <laughs> and here's what I have a problem with. <laughs> Men's confidence is affected by their hair. That's true. Veneers, I'm, I'll I'm say, pretty fucking confident. Listen, same time, same comment. Listen, veneers, I'll take because there's multiple levels of bands in that. Okay, <laughs> what I won't stand for, you know what? You rainbow laces. You want to be gay? Great. You want to be trans? Go for it. You want to do this, that, the other in the league, and you want to be Muslim? You want to be Catholic? You want to whatever you want to do? Black, white, Asian? Do what you want to do. Fine. What I won't stand for is fucking hair transplants. <laughs> okay? Because it gives these weird ass people a false sense of security and confidence, and they go on stupid rants and, and jaunts and things that they shouldn't do. <laughs> and I don't like it. It makes me uncomfortable. Know your place. You're bald. Two questions. Do we think Conte <laughs> makes it through the international break? No! No! He's He has to be gone. If Daniel Levy values his own position at all, he has to be gone. And if 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 he doesn't fire him, he should resign himself. Uh, second question. Levy, that is. Yes, I'm with you. Second question. Does Tottenham completely fuck off Champions League now? Mm -mm. You think they're still going to be fourth place? No. You, th you think they'll figure it out? They'll be fine. No, but they can't completely fuck it off. I mean, the players care. Obviously, they should care. If they care about their own careers, they care. That also entails do Liverpool, Newcastle, and I think it's Brighton that's right there near them. Do they have enough in the tank to get over the line to overtake Tottenham regardless? Yeah. Tottenham's best performances when Conte weren't in the dugout. Yeah, true. Like, Very true. I mean, think about it. No, the players will not fuck it off. I think they'll they'll be fine and they'll be there. However, this is an untenable situation and they need to get rid of him. You know what, Mel? I'm just realizing. Mr. Graham's gotten a whole lot more lippy since he's grown his hair out. <laughs> Fuck your transplants. <laughs> <laughs> Rounding out the rest of the league. And oh, so that happened. Newcastle 2, Nottingham Forest 1, Brentford uh, 1, Leicester 1, Villa 3, Bournemouth 0, Leeds 4, Wolverhampton 2, Everton 2, Chelsea 2. Isaac with the brace, clearly putting him into the lineup for um, for Wilson has paid dividends. Uh, VAR gets it wrong earlier in the match, but they at least finally, the soccer gods, look down and there's the handball call right at the end. Didn't Al Marone score the second goal? No. Penalty from was Isaac. That the, was that the week before? That was the week before. Okay. Um, the first one, though, here uh, in, for Isaac, the, Isaac's first one. Mm -hmm. was a tremendous adjustment in his body that that cutback that cross was well behind him but a little it, swing with the back heel if he was two inches shorter there's no chance of that going in mm -hmm. um that, that was an excellent control of his body i think he's starting to find his feet and he he may be a real force here that's going to uh, make a huge one. difference for them moving forward uh, for Forest, it's another loss, man. Yeah, but they, they, it's their first loss at home since I think September. Someone said, um, which is if you're gonna stay up, you got to make home your fortress. And uh, you know, as long as they can continue to do that, this may be a blip on the radar. They'll stay up. The only teams they've played at home of the quote big six was Tottenham, who they lost to, United, and uh, City. 
So they still have me, Liverpool, you, and uh, quote Chelsea, but Chelsea didn't do shit. Um, <laughs> I think Graham Potter on Sunday was looking more at you, or on Saturday rather, was looking more at you guys going, I think I could probably do a job there. <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> Very fair. So, but also with that loss, that put Forrest behind Everton Correct. on goal differential. Yep. And the goal differential is about 10 between mm-hmm. the two, those two clubs. Um, and Forrest don't score many goals. You know, funny for the bees because they get that nice, solid, just hey, here we are, win against uh, against Southampton. But then they really seem to have difficulty. They get the early lead against Leicester, but really after that, Leicester dominated a lot of that match. Yeah, and and this one, the announcer was also very annoyed with Leicester most of the time too. Mm-hmm. Um, but Wout Face obviously had his red card last time, was suspended right. for this one. Lester looked a bit more solid at the back. Shocker. Big fucking surprise. <laughs> yeah. Shocker. Y'all say I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. <laughs> Come on. Um, there, there really wasn't much in the game, though. I mean, Brentford started the brightest of the two, but there was nothing truly clear cut. Um, the goal finally came, but it was a bit weird for them as well. Uh, Jensen got it, but it was a scuff shot uh, and it was deflected. Yeah. Said yeah. it wasn't even meant for him. The pullback was, I think, to Rico Henry. Yeah. And it was well behind him. And he just did well to get a toe to it to keep it alive. Yeah. And Jensen ran on to it. So it like it didn't wasn't even supposed to happen, to be honest. Yeah. Um, and then Lester's goal was actually decent. And of those bottom clubs, Lester have scored more goals than anyone down there. Right. So right. yeah, the problem is is they're just they can't they keep anybody. They concede so many because right. Doug and Val. Well, and they also have to live and die honestly off On of James Madison. James Madison is yep. what it really comes down to. And I don't know what's wrong with Jamie Vardy. Did, he did get subbed out when he was limping off the pitch when he got subbed out. So you got to be a little worried about that with Madison. I feel like, and uh, this that might be problematic. I'm going to save yeah. that one. Fair enough. Um, <laughs> Villa. Mel shaking her head. Villa completely dominate the cherries. Now, um, I want to give Mel a chance to talk about Villa and how they did. But first and foremost, I think it's worth mentioning with uh, the Cherries. You look like you want to say something. I'll say it on injury time. Okay. Subscribe uh, and you'll hear the joke. <laughs> okay. The Cherries, we talk about how they've been gutsy, right? Like the gutsy performance against you and the gutsy game against uh, against Liverpool getting the win. The problem is these are the games that keep you up mm-hmm. and you showed nothing. And after a while, there's going to be a couple of these in a row and you're going to get another big club and you're not going to be up for it. Well, but that's that's what happened with Gary O'Neill when he first took over. There, there was those six games in charge where he went like two wins and four draws and yeah. picked up a ton of points. Yeah. And then it was dog shit. Yeah. And, and then he has these gutsy results and then it's dog shit again. So we had we had four different matches on at one time. We had the uh, Brentford, we had the Spurs, Southampton, we had uh, Wolves, Leeds, which we'll get to in just a second, and we had Villa, Bournemouth. And honestly, I wouldn't have paid any attention to Villa, Bournemouth if it wasn't for the fact that my wife was sitting next to me paying attention to that match. There was it was domination by Villa. Yeah, Absolute I mean, it, domination. There, there oh, were yeah. a few chances that Bournemouth had, but the, uh, nothing really of note. I mean, Emmy had to make, what, two fantastic saves? Maybe, yeah. All 90 minutes. I mean, there was one dive and then one I think he pushed onto the crossbar, but that and that was it. That was that was a hot one. Like, oh, yeah. up, out, bam. Ah, so but, sexy. But, and that but was also, it. that's why you have a goalkeeper like Emmy is 
the, the idea is he only gets called upon a couple of times, and when he's there, he does exactly yeah, what you need no, him 100%. to do. And then now, you know Ramsey, you get the antics of him skull fucking the mascot. <laughs> Douglas Louise got a great goal. Uh, Ramsey got on the board. Uh, can't remember the Ramsey's third. goal was excellent. Wendia. Wendia. The shortest player oh, on the, the pitch header. getting a header. Yeah, oh, that's yeah. Open, right. The header and open header, yeah. like yeah. a wide the fuck open. Well, those header. are the only headers he's going to score. Yeah, yeah. just because I wouldn't even have to jump to head the ball away from him. He jumped higher. He's 5'3 or some shit. He jumped higher in the air in front of the Gladys Street end two years ago than he did for that (laughs) header or any other header he's had inside the box. Do you know who got a man of the match? Hmm. Tyrone Mings. Yeah. He had he has stepped up. He had a a little a wee jaunt into the the, he should have had a goal. He had a a little jaunt into the the box. Yeah. And had had a proper hit grinning the entire game. They all looked like they were having so much fun and he was shit talking and grinning and it was great to watch him. And I was wearing my new, thank you, big Sam Tyrone Ming's Jersey just for mm-hmm. the, uh, I'm sorry, kit. Yes. Kit. Very good. Damn uh, it, I was so kits, close. Kit's the full thing. Ming's then just what's the top shirt. I was wearing a shirt. Ming's, <laughs> I, I would say Mings, Mings has definitely, you've seen a complete transformation in him from yes. being with Emery versus Gerard. Mm-hmm. Like, Who's apparently, Gerard, by the way, didn't know mm-hmm. if you heard this, uh, is uh, in talks to take over it. Uh, I think it was Trossomspor in Turkey. Wow. Which weird is weird how one. it goes from Crystal Palace to Strasbourg. Tross I think it was. I think it was them. I'm not sure. It was one of the Istanbul clubs. <laughs> mm-hmm. Sure. Uh, by the way, I think it's Tross and Spore, I think. Uh, Danny, you are not alone. Uh, when we went to the Dark Horse, I've known Marcus for quite a while. I used to go to uh, games at Fado and he would be there. But there's another Wolves fan, Danny. There's another Wolves fan. Oh, there you go. Uh, yeah. But Marcus is an old school guy. And Marcus immediately saw so Mel English. Mel wearing the Villa kit and just like, Came over hey, and hugged me. He goes, some, I haven't seen a Villa fan in a long time. You're a unicorn. A Midlands person. Like, this is great, which well, was awesome. And like usual, a Buendia header just added the cherry on top. <laughs> Bring, 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 bring. So, like I said, with with the the great thing though with Marcus because he's just old school English guy. The whole match when Leeds is up three nothing. For fuck's sake, Jesus! This is why we're going down. What the fuck's your problem? When when the red card happened, of course it's a fucking red. Just, as English as English could be, and it was so fucking brilliant. I'm just sitting there at the bar. Just giggling, and she'd look at me. I'd be like, hey, him, him. I <laughs> loved watching the match there. A lot of people, and everyone would walk in and introduce themselves. Like, oh, I haven't seen you before. I'm so-and-so. That's so-and-so. Good to see you. And it was yeah. just fucking great time. Dark out, dark course was fucking proper. We, we definitely every, need to- Every, like, I have never seen that many there. TV screens in one bar. Yeah. Everywhere you looked, they even had the Wrexham match on. Well, oh, get, it, get in with them. Let's do a yeah. live there. No let's Formula do a One. Par- let's, do, <laughs> hey, let's do a watch party there. Get get in with them. Uh, you, you'd like this. They had a hurling on as well. Oh, come on. <laughs> well, fuck it. Yeah. Yeah. Troy, Give me a stick to hurling. fucking hit somebody with. I'm in. Yep. Fucking um, come on. So leads, leads go up three nothing and wolves start to charge back and they make it three to two. This is 
the game ultimately, Wolves, don't let yourself go down 3 nothing at home. What the fuck are you doing? Especially after we kind of talked about how they've been getting results at home against big clubs. Like they beat Spurs, they beat fucking Liverpool, and then you go down 3 nothing to fucking Leeds. Well, so th- there, w- there was a lot of hero to zero this weekend. Yeah. Right? Um, we we saw it in, in the Spurs game uh, uh, with one of the mistakes that was made by the defender uh, that scored the goal. Right. That mm-hmm. that allowed right. Um, something to happen for Southampton. I can't remember exactly what it was. Uh, we saw it here with Johnny. One of the goals of the season, a little half volley from, you know, two steps inside his own half to lob Meslier, who for some reason came out and decided to do a diving at her. Oh, by the way, the second time he did that, he did that in the first half, too, which clearly gives a guy like Johnny the opportunity to go. Oh, if that fucker does that again, (laughs) I'm going to make him pay. And apparently that was the theme of the week as well, because in the Europa League, Aaron Ramsdale got fucking lobbed from a step inside his own half. Exactly. Um, And that was just an excellent shot. He even backtracked and was there, dove for it and missed it uh, because it was that good uh, of an effort. And this one, Johnny, I mean, stand up and be counted, son, and then sit the fuck down and shut the fuck up because of what you did. Well, right. you did a few minutes later and got yourself a straight red. Yeah, Jesus. <laughs> hey, which is funny, funny too, because the do. initial call gets a yellow card for Ailing because Ailing just clocks him right in the nuts with his fucking hand. But as he's clocking him in the nuts with his hand, you go to VAR. Uh, Johnny's oh, he stood about on his knee. Shit high <laughs> right through with the studs. Not even close. He could have broken his leg. It was so, like I said, Marcus is just sitting there going, now, he, Marcus is watching it just going, that's, it's a fucking red. Now, like Why I do said, you do that? Now, like I said, I don't like seeing people get hurt. But after Luke Ayling scored that second goal, and we've said it before about how mm-hmm. shit his Robbie Keane impersonation goal celebration is, mm-hmm. it was shit again. He deserved Johnny to hit him. Johnny deserves a fucking little crack. certificate. <laughs> For now, what he did for the game. So it's three nothing. They get the two goals. They make it three to two. They're fucking charging. They are charging. And it really looks like Wolves are going to get that third. And then the fucking missed call. There's a ball taken yeah. away from Adama Triori that ultimately results in a goal. Now, I will say the following. Play to the fucking whistle. Every single Wolves player stopped they stopped playing Mm -hmm. and because of that you deserve to get scored on but you look at var and how is it not clear and obvious Mm -hmm. that there is a handful of jersey Mm -hmm. pulled an entire foot away from the player because the other player is three feet away Mm -hmm. like it is so blatantly obvious and the ref that VAR should lose his job as well. The ref should lose his job. He went to the screen and looked at that, looked at it and went, yeah, <laughs> looks good. Every, everything's fine. Yeah. Yeah, looks, looks good to me. I mean, that was deplorable. But now there's also the age old adage play to the whistle. Yep. And play the whistle. And that play doesn't matter. I've been. They don't have to go to the screen if you play to the whistle. I've been coaching soccer since I was in high school. Um, You know, getting my community service hours, helping my brother's teams and stuff. 
and then continued that on when I had children and I've been coaching them and I've coached, you know, county teams, county level teams that yep. uh, we we've coached together. Yeah. The first thing we always say is don't surround a referee. Let us do the talking for you. Yeah. The second thing we always say is play the fucking whistle. Yeah. Cause until that play is dead, it's not dead. Right. Keep playing. And the entire wolves team stopped. That is a, that in and of itself, regardless of anything else is a schoolboy mistake. Yeah. Yeah. And you got shit on. Yes. You got shit on the, the referee should have seen it. He didn't. The VAR should have told him to look at it. They did. He decided to ignore it again. That's the referee's prerogative. He's a dickhead and should be disciplined. I agree. But if you had stuck to your task, does Rodrigo score that goal? No. I don't know. No, probably not. Probably not. Right. Because it was so far away, the the buildup of that play. Yep. You should have been able to stop that. Or you could take the Sam Graham and Rob Holmes proven effective method. <clears throat> and when that doesn't get given, drop kick him in a fucking chest. Yeah. Make the referee make a call and stop the play. Right. Foul the guy. Foul yeah. the guy. Foul him hard. Let him know you're there. Yeah. This is the old English. Yeah. Let him know you're there. Hey, just give him what give him a fucking good one. Hey. Let him know you're there. Lat, it, it, it's and they funny. just didn't. They did the Portuguese. Hey. Oh. And funny, we talked Come about on. we talked about last week how we thought Wolves they were gonna get the opportunities at home and they were gonna find wins. And they didn't find a win and they also got beat badly. And apparently very bad. Yeah. And apparently also the, the, the bench read that was given was to Nunez. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. He lost his fucking mind. on. But him. they say he lost his mind on the referee. But I heard the announcer say that there was a push on either the fourth official or the linesman. Now, I didn't see it. So he pulled what we like to call a, a Mitro. Yeah. <laughs> exactly right. Thanks for taking the punchline. I'm with you. We said it together. It was a shared punchline, Mr. Graham. A shared yeah, oh, punchline. Oh, is that what, is some woke Sam stuff? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> woke Sam. Uh, I'll tell you what. Chelsea completely dominated the match against Everton. Absolutely, positively. But Dice loves the bridge. Yeah. And I don't and, know if the earthworms taste better there or what, but he just loves the bridge. And and Everton were gritty. They came back fucking mm -hmm. twice. I think Potter made him a, a big mistake in going uber defensive down the stretch. And Ellis Sims stand up and be a, a counted good, son. Good for him to get his goal. Because Kobali is not an easy man to push over. No. And that kid shoved him aside like it was nothing. Now, the other thing, the other thing we also have to recognize, too, is don't start thinking that Ellis Sims needs to start every week. He's <laughs> yeah, It'd be the same thing you did with Ellis uh, with uh, Anthony Gordon. Yeah. I mean, settle yeah. down, settle down. It was Fair it was a great goal. You know what? The, we've learned this is a situation we can use him in. We need some physicality. We need a little something to the team. That's perfect. Correct. Um, but I, I but and it, there's really not much more to say. It was for Chelsea. They're scoring goals, right? Yes. Which is what they haven't been doing. So you assume this is going to eventually equal points in the right direction. For Everton, this is a game there is no reason why you should be walking out of that building with a point, and you did. And it might be why you survive. Correct. Absolutely. 100%. Sure money. This is the segment where we give you our bets to better inform your bets. I lost a game. I mean, my bet's better informed. 
I think I'm down 2,800 now. Mm-hmm. Maybe 2,900. No, 2,800. Look, I put my money into a tried true professional, which is uh, Ivan Tony, who knows a thing or two about making a bet, and <laughs> I hit. So I am now down only $1,472. Big Sam's Lock of the Week. Funny, the number didn't change. 8.3% of the time works 100% of the time. And in two weeks, Liverpool, I'm looking right at you. Nice. Do we have Patrico or no? Not tonight. All right, good. He missed, and he'll uh, in two weeks. In in a week, he'll tell us about um, his next how much, one because, but yeah. also how much he's down as well. All right, good. But he missed. So, like I said, I'm down twenty eight hundred now, uh, and my cup of losers says fucking Tottenham again. Uh, what do I think? Shit. <laughs> <laughs> if you know, you know. Yep. Okay. There it goes. Uh, and that's gone. So we are not making bets tonight. Obviously, it is the international break coming up. There will still be content for you to listen to next week. Uh, but there is uh, nothing to bet on yet. So next week when we do the show, we'll be making our bets for the weekend and picking this right back up. All right. So no need to throw into it. But uh, Mel, how'd the uh, bird do? Uh, the kitty hit with Arsenal. So she sits at 13 and 14. Reached out to me to let me know the heat has settled down. Oh, that's good. That's good. And the, uh, she will be back in town shortly. The Scalucci brothers are no longer around to see her. I haven't seen any well-dressed uh, men in the backyard, you know, professional businessmen looking out for uh, Kitty at all. You know? I was just out there. I was asking about her financial, uh, you know, yeah, you're wearing a polo shirt. These <laughs> these gentlemen would be in the finest tailored Italian oh, suits. There was a guy across the street with binoculars. I'm not yeah, sure what so that was about. Keep an eye out on He's that. just a peeping Tom because uh, you're not wearing you a bra again. You would have liked uh, Spursy Dwight that we met at the Dark Horse. Would I? He was also complaining about his parlay being fucked by Tottenham. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I told him? Remember to gamble legally and responsibly. Championship corner! I've fallen and I can't get up. Oh no! Blackpool absolutely dominated QPR 6-1 to one on Tuesday. Wow. Uh, Millwall 2-1 over Swansea. Preston 2-1 over Rotherham. Watford 3-0 over Birmingham. Wigan and Coventry 1-1 uh, draw. Burrow and Snoke. That's Middlesbrough and Stoke. Not Snoke, <laughs> who is somebody from Star Wars. 1-1 uh, draw as well. On Wednesday, you had Blackburn winning 2-1 over Reading. Cardiff 1-1 over West Brom. Huddersfield and Norwich played to a 1-1 draw. Burnley uh, overhaul 3-1 in preparation for their absolute fucking drubbing at the weekend. Jesus Christ. Uh, Luton 1-0 over Bristol City. And Sheffield United 2-1 over Sunderland. That brings you to the weekend where only half the teams played because the other half were supposed to play FA Cup squads or they were playing in the FA Cup. <laughs> yeah. Coventry 4-1 over Blackpool, uh, crashing right back down to her. <laughs> yeah, no shit. <laughs> uh, Middlesbrough 4-0 over Preston. Huddersfield, the Warlock is back in charge. 1-0 <laughs> over Millwall. There we go. Get, Get in. Uh, yeah, Birmingham City 1-0 over QPR. Reading and Hall play to a 1-1 draw. Cardiff 1-0 over Rotherham. Stoke and North City played to an exhilarating uh, rainy Saturday in Stoke. Nil fucking nil. Uh, <laughs> Sunderland and Luton 1-1. Uh, Watford 1-1 with Wigan. And on Sunday, 
Uh, you had Swansea beating Bristol City two to nothing. That leaves your table looking something like this. Burnley and Sheffield United, having played at the weekend, both now have games in hand on the rest of the table, essentially. But Burnley are on top with 83 points, 13 clear of Sheffield United. Middlesbrough on 67 points in third. Luton in fourth on 64. Blackburn in fifth on 61. Millwall in sixth, occupying that last um, playoff spot uh, with 60 points. Norwich in seventh on 57. Coventry in eighth, also on 57, and only one goal separates them in goal difference. Uh, West Brom in ninth on 55. Watford in 10th on 55. Uh, three goals separate them. And then you have Sunderland in 11th on 53. And Preston North End in 12th <clears throat> on 53. You then have a full five points down to 13th Stoke. So now I think we can stop talking about everyone uh, after we get to 12th place because all of those clubs still have a realistic view of the playoffs because there's still 804 games left. Mm -hmm. uh, you get on the bottom of the table. You got Wigan in 24th place on 31 with a minus 26. Blackpool in 23rd on 35 with a minus 18. Two newly promoted sides. Huddersfield you have in 22nd spot on 36 with a minus 21. Come on, Neil. And then you've got Cardiff City in 21st, just outside the relegation zone on 39 with a minus 13. Rotherham in 20th on 40 with a minus 10. And QPR 19th on 42 with a minus 21. So, Neil Warnock has a chance to get out of it. However, the two teams in front of him, I'm sure he's managed both of them. Yeah. I know he's managed one of them for a fact. QPR, uh, uh, Cardiff rather, excuse me. Um they do have a much better goal difference than than Huddersfield do, and they're three points clear. They also have a game in hand. Uh, so a couple of thoughts there. Uh, for Cardiff and Huddersfield, both of those are teams that it would be absolutely catastrophic to go down to League One. So I'm sure both of those sides are hoping that they could knock down Rotherham, who's been up and down. They're the yo-yo team of, mm -hmm. of League One and Championship. Uh, and the other one is uh, Old Burnley on 83 points. They could ultimately end up with 100 points. It would be something they could share with um, competitively with uh, Manchester City, although there's nothing else that they could share competitively with Manchester City, which we're going to get on to an injury time. Did you time. see how much? This should be brought to the masses, which just like the joke about Fulham being either the antithesis to themselves or so much themselves that they did what they did is pep big up in vincent company that much is this his nathan redmond moment but for another manager <laughs> yeah just, where he just berates how good oh you're so good and vincent company says, i don't fucking want the city job yeah just stop leave me alone <laughs> i know you want to retire but i'm not ready to take them over i'm a championship manager that's where i am all right that's gonna wrap it up boys and girls sammy any parting words no, uh, there are a couple of nice things that happened um, at Bournemouth. And actually, I can't remember the lad's name now, to be honest, which is uh, stupid on my part um, that I will need to uh, atone for next time by having his name in front of me. No, oh, by the way, because we all to had to find it quickly. so bad. I didn't get to do my punchline at the O, so that happened. So I'll go ahead and do it while you research. Yeah. Uh, by the way, because it means nothing because it wasn't anything in the Premier League. Erling Holland scored eight goals this week. Oh, yeah. That did <laughs> happen. Yeah. <laughs> oh, so that happens. David Brooks is his name. Yeah. Um, diagnosed in 2021 with cancer, missed all of 2022 
uh, was declared cancer free in May of last year Mm -hmm. um, after undergoing his treatment and a little surgery. Worked his way back to fitness and came on this weekend against Villa. And the Villa faithful, to their credit, full standing ovation for him. Oh, good on him. Um, well done. It's a, you know, we we like in this section to call out people that have not done life appropriately. But uh, Villa in this situation and David Brooks himself have done life appropriately. Excellent. And um, I want to make sure they get recognized for that. Other than that, I don't think that there was anything else to really talk about besides the uh, uh, Last of Us disease infiltrating both Fulham and Wolves' squad. Yeah, clearly. (laughs) (laughs) Whatever that is. And we're going to go ahead and get into that in injury time. Uh, Should you want to check out injury time, Sam, how do you go about doing that? One last time for you today. It's patreon.com forward slash DU football show. Just sign up to that one $5 tier to get all of our extra content. Uh, which is injury time, of course, our preview of the upcoming week. This week, it is our review of the FA Cup, uh, obviously, because it is the international break. Uh, but then you also get Soundcheck, which is our catch-up from the weekend, what we've been up to for the last week just on a personal level, uh, some fun stories and insights into who we are as human beings, um, and our actual Soundcheck. Uh, one time, you couldn't hear two of us. <laughs> we still released the fucking show. Thanks for your five bucks. Uh, that happened, uh, actually... <laughs> And if that's not a glowing endorsement, I don't know what the fuck is. Say it like an echogram. <laughs> Hello. Because it didn't record. Get it? That. Uh, <laughs> by the way, Graham, that's happened twice. Twice. There was the one time I did it, but it happened when she did it too. What? It ha- you're saying it happened twice. Twice. Until <laughs> <laughs> next week, everybody. Get low, 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 low. Born in the land of Bowie, Maryland. Bred to be a fan of fucking Everton. Punch you in the eye and drink your rye. Sam Houston. Sam Houston? Arsenal fans have another Sam. Right AA, the fucking Gooner Graham. Smoke of a lord, but straight and short. Sam Grammy. Sam Graham. Hit the fucking new button!